Good morning. Good morning. Welcome in. It is the Plank Show. We have got a busy, busy show for you this morning. Chris Plank, of course, on the bird, out to Hawaii. And as we always start our Tuesday shows off with, Coach, I am so happy that even minus Chris Plank, (laughs) Oklahoma head women's gymnastics coach K.J. Kidler is in the house. Coach, first off, good morning to you. Good morning. What an incredible weekend for your program. Let's, uh, Let's start on Friday with a nationally televised senior night inside the LNC. So much to get to from the win over then number one Michigan. (laughs) But, Coach, let's just start right here. I know that this was a meet that you were really building towards in terms of trying to get folks out to the LNC. You've had great crowds in the past. You've seen some great crowds out and about, say, at Florida. But uh, by all accounts, Coach, it seems that it was a fantastic senior night turnout from the crowd how how great was that environment inside the LNC oh it was it was huge for our team obviously just um in terms of the energy in the building it wasn't just a big crowd it was an enthusiastic crowd right they were they were educated they knew what they were looking at um they were they were really loud which we thought was amazing um I I'm just so happy our team had that opportunity because when they walk into the arena and they see that kind of response, it immediately raises their level. You know, um, they they feel and want to do well. And uh, it was exciting. It was super exciting. And on a night where you're honoring a group of seniors that have meant so much to your program, Coach, Emma LaPinta, Carly Woodard, Olivia Troutman, Ali Stern, and Carrie Thomas. It has to make you feel really happy as a coach to say, okay, hey, this crowd has responded. They're here to support this group of seniors on their senior night. Yeah, I mean, these women, even though they shouldn't, the emphasis on senior night is always huge. You know, they're looking forward to it probably their whole career because – They've watched the classes before them, and it's supposed to be this really big moment. And sometimes they make it even bigger than it is, right? Because um, your entire career is, is a great experience. But, yes, they look forward to this night, absolutely. They put a lot of emphasis on it. I always love to bring in a really hard opponent on this night because they're always fired up for it. You know, um, I I know some coaches are like bringing in someone that's a sure win or something like that to to ensure the night goes well. But for me, I think this is an inspired night and that this this deserves a great opponent, Um, you know, and win, win or lose, they're going to give their best that day. So, yeah, I mean, I'm sure they had an amazing time. Oklahoma head women's gymnastics coach. As is the case, every Tuesday right here on The Plank Show, K.J. Kindler joining us on the program. Is that part of your thinking behind it is, hey, we're we're going to be able to stay a little bit better focused if I have a number one Michigan <laughs> strolling inside the LNC? Actually, yes. Yes, because they can get quite emotional if the emphasis is all on senior night, right? Um, but if they know the task at hand is gigantic, their minds more wrap around – um, that objective versus 
this is my last beam routine. This is my last floor routine. And then, of course, I had a secret that I was holding from them. It wasn't even going to be their last time in the LNC because we were awarded regionals. So at the end, when I announced that, I think that that too, oh, we're going to be here again. Like, that's exciting. Well, obviously, we mentioned the seniors, but Coach, just your thoughts on this group not the final night in the LNC, as you, you pointed out, Coach, but this group of seniors, what have they meant to you and what have they meant to Oklahoma? Oh, they've meant a great deal to our program. You know, we've had some really unique people in this group. Uh, Carrie Thomas, you know, in, in gymnastics, um, in recent years, you haven't seen a lot of transfers. She's a transfer from Maryland. Um, and when you get a transfer, I think they bring in a different perspective. You know, they've been somewhere else. They kind of know what it's like somewhere else. And so a lot of times their appreciation for what they have here is great. And they bring that perspective to the other people on the team. So she, she's been really instrumental for us. Emma's always had this big heart, you know, she's, uh, wears her heart on her sleeve. Um, and, and I know, uh, competing is very important to her. Floor is definitely her forte, though she has vaulted for us in the past. Um, but she just she's one of those people who values just every single moment she gets to do it. Um, Olivia and Allie both announced that they were coming back next year. So, I mean, it wasn't really their senior <laughs> night. Right. But, um, but still, you never know what can happen between now and then. And so you celebrate them just the same, knowing that that anything can happen. Um, so, you know, you never know. And then uh, who am I forgetting? Carly. Well, Carly, fifth year, you know, probably one of our oldest gymnasts <laughs> ever compete for us. Um, she's made the best of her year. She's absolutely the best she's ever been competitively doing more events than she ever has. Um, and got into med school, as I mentioned, like her future is set up and I feel she she's really at peace uh, with where she is right now. A lot of times I'll have senior classes uh, that are really preoccupied with what the next step is. They're worried about their future. What happens after I graduate? I need to get a job. I need to go to school. I need to get into med school. Um, this group really is... Uh, really concrete in what come what comes next and I I think because of that they've been really steady you know um the stress is less that's that's a tagline I, I like that yeah, yeah. You, you can run with that <laughs> put it on a t-shirt yeah so they've been amazing yeah so we talk about how it's senior night and yet a couple of freshmen right right from the jump really stole the show on vault that, of course, highlighted by freshman Jordan Bowers, who from day one, as soon as we started having you in, in studio this fall, Coach, you let us know. Okay, Jordan Bowers, a name to keep an eye on. She helped set the tone. Her first career perfect 10 on the vault. Uh, as a team, your group opening the meet with a 49.450 on vault. How awesome was that perfect 10 for Bowers and then just the importance of getting off to that type of start on vault versus Michigan. Yeah. Well, the reason it was so important, Michigan's number one on vault. They're number one and they are very good on that event. And I, and that's definitely has been our weakness over the course of the year. So we knew as a staff, um, obviously we don't always tell the athletes this, Hey, you better do good on vault or else. But we knew as a staff, this was going to be instrumental in the momentum of the meet and in matching up with Michigan. And we matched their score which is huge. 
we got exactly the same score on vault that they did. Uh, they have higher start values. They have, you know, their vaults are extremely dynamic, high, far, like very powerful. Um, so when Jordan hit that 10, that was hugely important. And then Danae, you know, we were rolling the dice because <laughs> Danae had never done that vault in competition. So we put her last strategically thinking, okay, if the lineup goes pretty good, we're going to we're going to give it a shot with this new vault against the number 1 team in the country, you know, and see what she comes up with. And I think this speaks to her mental strength because she stuck that vault first time she's ever done it. You can tell from Lou and her reaction. I told them they need to make a gif out of that <laughs> out of that moment because they were screaming at each other like uh, they just won the lottery. So <laughs> it was pretty funny. Um, but Danae was, you know, hugely uh, came up with a big moment there with a nine nine five, which which actually helped us match their score. So Vault was hugely important in what happened after. What gives you the confidence to take a little bit of I guess if you want to call it a gamble like that. Yeah, I mean, no risk, no reward, and we knew we had to be our very best to beat this team. They're undefeated. They were undefeated. Walking into our doors, uh, they've been number one the entire season. No one else has had that number one spot, so uh, we knew they were the real deal. And Obviously, having won nationals last year, like we, and especially on our week event, we had to take a risk, I think, to really – um, get our get ahead in this meet. Okay, so a lot of people are screaming at the radio, oh, you have buried the lead. How dare you? Then on bars, coach. <laughs> An absolute show that your team put on. Not only, folks, did Oklahoma shatter its previous program best on bars by a full tenth of a point, but that 49.825 also tied the NCAA record for near-perfect scores of 9975 from Catherine Lavasser, Carrie Thomas, Jordan Bowers, and Audrey Davis. How exciting was that Bars performance, Coach, versus Michigan? Yeah, well, first of all, I, we've had great teams here at Oklahoma. I mean, so many great athletes come have come through this program. So to make a record at this point, that's big deal. Um, that says a lot. Uh, and I've said it from the beginning, Bars is our strongest event. Uh, we've been ranked number one. We were ranked number one the entire season until, I think, last week. Michigan overcame us on that event. So um, I think that was, you know, there might have been a little chip on our shoulder, bar versus bar, you know, with that team. So we've been working on landings. We stuck five out of six. Makes a huge difference. Um, and that's the most we've stuck in any competition. But I was... Um, it was a great rotation. I was most concerned about the emotion they were spending there because Beam was next. And you have to be so calm on Beam. And I felt like it felt like the meet should be over after bars because it was that good, right? It was like, wow, you you almost can't be better than that. Um, but then we had to go to Beam, right? And that's a place where you have to be real calm, real steady, uh, and your your heart rate has to go down, okay? And everyone's heart rate was through the roof. So that's what I was concerned with, but certainly that performance was amazing. Well, in that type of environment versus this type of opponent to have, of course, that performance, and then, oh, yeah, by the way, you, you still have to go compete on beam yeah. and floor. <laughs> <laughs> I could see where that would be a little yeah. nerve-wracking for you, yeah. Coach. But, hey, your team responded. 
They took home the event titles on both beam and floor. What did you like about your team's response then the rest of the way on both beam and floor? Yeah, I mean, what I like is that on beam we hit six routines in a row. I think that's what's most important going into the postseason here. Um Certainly you can have a mistake in there, but it's best not to because then it doesn't put pressure on the rest of the lineup. Uh, we can take our five best scores instead of the five, you know, solid, you know, routines. So that's what I liked most is that we hit six routines in a row. Um, and, and a lot of people don't know it, but Catherine had a little mistake in her routine and we have a plan B in her beam routine. Only, you know, really the team and I know about it, and she executed it great um, and, and still came up with a 9875, even with that just little mistake that was in there. So um, it, it probably wasn't even noticeable to the crowd, but I knew what was going on, and she did a great job covering that up. So i um, just really excited about their beam performances lately. Um, that's definitely an asset going into the postseason. We start on beam at Big 12s. We start on beam this weekend at Arizona State. Uh, and it looks like in the postseason floor, we're going to start on floor. So ending on beam, uh, you want a really strong, mentally strong beam team. Oklahoma head women's gymnastics coach KJ Kindler hanging out with us to start off the Plank Show on this Tuesday. So naturally, lion's share of the attention on the victory over Michigan and the record-breaking performance. I guess I probably should have mentioned as well, second-highest score in program history, finishing with a score of 198.475. But it was a double-meet weekend for your group. Off uh, off to the quad meet on Sunday versus Texas Women's University, Air Force, and Southeast Missouri. Coach, what did, what did you think about Sunday, how it played out? That's a difficult response when you have the emotional high of – Facing Michigan inside the LNC Senior Night, everything that went into that, and then to turn around and perform the way your group did, you had to be, I would think, pleased. Yeah, I very pleased. And here's what's the most important thing about this, is that at, at NCAA's second round, third round, and then in the semifinals and finals, this is exactly how it will go. We will compete. In the evening, we will have a day off, and we will compete again at noon. So this was really good practice for the postseason, um, and they responded well. They were not as sharp uh, on Sunday, but they were on task, right? So we we hit all our routines. Um, they were very um, – they were in, in a good place. They felt pretty good. Um, but we did talk about the meet. Uh, needing a little more, we need a little more stamina, you know, moving into that second meet. So that's something we're definitely going to focus on here um, as we move into the postseason, maybe, you know, increasing our uh, conditioning a little bit and getting a little more stamina because that second meet really is the one that's got to go through the roof. Um, but the emotions of that first meet Friday, plus being senior night, plus being a, a, Michi- a win against Michigan, that took a lot out of them. So I was actually really proud of how they did on Sunday. And then, look, we just expect athletes to to show up and and travel. No big deal, but you got to mix in the travel portion element there too. Yeah, coach. Last question. Really appreciate your time as always. And then we'll let you get back to more important business. <laughs> Arizona State, Boise State coming up this weekend. What are you looking forward to, coach? These are really really good teams. Um, they are consistently scoring in the one, mid one ninety sevens. Uh, we're definitely 
you know, it's senior night for Arizona State. Anytime you walk in, someone's having senior night. Like I said, you know, the performance elevates. So uh, we have to be ready for that. And we got the beam rotation. They gave us the beam. Of course they did. Of course they gave us the beam (laughs) rotation. Yes. So um, we will uh, end on bars. Obviously our strongest event, which is great. Um, But starting on beam is always a a challenge and I think we handled it well when we were against University of Arizona again we'll be handle we'll be handling that same rotation at Big 12s good good practice for us um, but we expect a really I mean a really strong meet we're going to have to be on our game definitely so I guess now we have to be on the lookout when can we start buying up tickets postseason in the LNC yeah I mean, your guess is as good as mine. (laughs) Uh, It's the first weekend in April, and how it goes is Wednesday is the first round, and we will not be in the first round. We've positioned ourselves as a one seed right now, and I don't think we can be overcome by um, anybody else. So we're guaranteed to be in the one through four spot in the nation. So we've got a one seed, so that means we'll jump in the second round, which is Thursday um, of that week. And then... Friday we have off, Saturday is the final. And in the final, the top two teams move on to the NCAA semifinals, which are in Fort Worth. Coach, hey, appreciate your time as always. You had to be fired up, too, to get that type of crowd in the LNC nationally televised. No big deal. Everybody at Sooner Nation is still ready. Recruiting, recruiting, recruiting. That's right. Always be closing, Coach. Oklahoma head women's gymnastics coach KJ Kidler. Coach, thanks so much for for joining us this morning. We'll take an opening timeout. We've got, of course, plenty more to dive into this morning. There's a statue dedication, finally, finally coming up this spring at the University of Oklahoma. I'm probably probably a little bit too hopeful that maybe or maybe not it could involve some sort of a flag plant from up in Ohio but we could talk about that your phone calls your text this morning let's get it going ladies and gents taking an opening timeout. Josh Elmer Connor Pasby with you it is the plank show right here on the ref welcome back everybody it is the plank show Josh Elmer alongside Connor Pasby let's get it going ladies and gents out there hour number one it's brought to you by Van Who's Fence. That's vhfence.com. Get your fencing needs taken care of through the premier fence company in Oklahoma. They offer free estimates, customer satisfaction. That is their top priority over there at Van Who's Fence. Get your fence back in shape really before the spring kicks off, but before summertime as well. 405 735 Six seven true. I see. Hanging on. Give us uh, just a quick moment here. Oklahoma softball. Another win yesterday versus Minnesota. Going away, the home opener for Oklahoma softball. But it's almost it's almost frustrating at this point, isn't it? And I don't know. Maybe it's just me as a fan saying this. You hope and you think that it's probably not the case for the actual team itself but man can somebody somebody please anybody pitch to jocelyn aloe it has to be getting so frustrating for her you you hope that it's not becoming any sort of lingering thought with this team sure doesn't look like it the way that they run ruled minnesota yesterday winning nine to one in the contest man you, you just love to get this home run record 
out of the way, get it behind Jocelyn Allo, then everybody can move forward because at some point you do worry about just having to continue to think, continue to talk about it, continue to be asked questions. How does it feel? Well, Coach Patty Gasso last night after the win versus Minnesota addressing said frustration, and it sounded like this. Because a hitter wants to hit, so she's had a good attitude with it. Um, she's doing what she needs to do for the team, but there's frustration because she's been waiting to swing for a while. And I'm just proud of her taking a team approach. And, and Anna, Kenzie Hansen, those two behind her have done a really good job of maintaining uh, run support and so forth. Somebody. Does anybody have any bravery whatsoever? Just I, a- I just think it's funny how she just drops the bat and just jogs over to first before, <laughs> the, before the catcher even catches it. Yeah, that, that part's been pretty awesome. Ball four hasn't just barely left the hand and the bat has been flipped out of Jocelyn Allo's hands. She has handled it really, really well. I just worry about that frustration for her. But it's seemingly she's handled it great. Of course, OU keeps winning and nine to one was the final in the home opener. Now they are off to Hawaii. The Sooners a perfect sixteen and oh Connor Good morning. How are you, my friend? Good morning, Josh. Got my cup of coffee, so I'm feeling pretty good now. Yeah, I, I'm going to have to grab a coffee refill as the Sonic Spectacular has been absolutely crushed by me. I tried to get some sleep last night, but I just kept staying up. There were some good college basketball games on last what night. What games were you watching? North Dakota State and ORU, Summit League. I love watching the Summit League play. Those small tournaments, small school tournaments this week, really what it's all about. Don't get me wrong, super fired up for Oklahoma versus Baylor. It, of course, has massive ramifications for the Sooners. They've got to win this game versus Baylor if they want to be dancing. Got to win on Thursday at 6 o'clock on ESPN. But the small school tournaments – are so great, so great, because a lot of times these these are your bid stealers. These are teams that they're swallowing up somebody's at-large bid, or these are schools that you're not going to the dance in, unless you outright win your conference tournament. And it's exciting, man. I love watching that. that. Well, then there's a lot of good players that are just overlooked, so it's their time to shine on the big stage on national TV. Especially in the summer league, there's a lot of guys who can score the basketball, and they might have just been a tad bit overlooked coming out of high school. And, and Connor, if you're trying to have the absolute best March Madness bracket that you could possibly have, not the worst idea to watch a little bit of the conference tournament action. I watched uh, probably more than I care to admit of Gonzaga, San Francisco, because it got, it got close. San Francisco, well, it looked like Gonzaga was going to run away with it. Yeah, they led 47-27 to 27 <laughs> at halftime. San Francisco just kept crawling back in it. It didn't, Yeah, it, it did get interesting. I remain, I, I remain a little skeptical on Chet Holmgren projecting into the NBA. But, man, he can shoot. He can run the floor. 
I just think at some point my man's got to eat some double quarter pounders with cheese. Seven we, foot, and I believe he's at 185. So, yeah, he's got to put on some weight. He's got to bulk up a little bit, but Gonzaga, man, they are pretty, pretty good. And is this finally the year? They got into the national championship game last year versus Baylor, but then got run. So is this the year with Chad Holmgren that Mark Few and company, they can finally break through and win that national championship? They've gone. See, Connor, this might even be – and excuse me for being get off my lawn guy, but I have now reached the age to where I can do a little bit of this. And really, it's a compliment to to you. You're you're young. You don't you don't have quite as many years and miles behind you. But I can remember Gonzaga when they first at me as a little kid, like whoa, Gonzaga's in the Sweet Sixteen. This is crazy. When they first burst onto the scene as a mid major, nobody. Had heard of Gonzaga with with Morrison? No, no, this was before. before. Yeah, well before Adam Morrison. So, see, they were on the map when Adam Morrison came around. That team was. There were some people that thought that that team had a chance to win the national championship when Adam Morrison and I, I think it was UCLA that beat them out. In Morrison sitting on the court sobbing, hands over the face. That that was. Uh, and he was the national player of the year that season. So, no, no, I'm talking a little bit before that. They have taken the route from incredible, surprising mid-major to bona fide year in, year out. They're going to the dance. They're the clear best team in the West Coast Conference. They're going to dominate this conference season in and season out to now – a perennial one-two type seed. Well, now they're getting those four-star, five-star players out of high school. They weren't getting that. Well, and I can back. sit here and say what I say, whatever about Chet Holmgren and how he translates to the NBA. Kid can flat out play basketball. Can really shoot it. Can handle the basketball. Is a deceptive. If you watch Gonzaga, Holmgren is a very deceptive shot blocker around the rim you you wouldn't think I guess because of his stature that he's going to block as many shots as he does when he grabs every rebound inside I, I know you, you'd think that he'd get pushed around a little bit more too but yeah he's he's really good on the glass too and Gonzaga is definitely 100% a threat to win the whole thing so I watched more of that game than probably I'd like to admit it then that rolled of course right into St. Mary's and Santa Clara which was an awesome game in St. Mary's. A, yeah, St. Mary's, Mary's the team that's probably going to give Gonzaga a run for their money. Well, they the beat them. They beat them, yeah. Beat Not just beat them. They manhandled them for most of that most of that game. Yeah, beat them the, the last time those two played, and they're going to have a chance to try and do that again, 67-57. to 57. How the heck they kept Gonzaga to 57 points? I would bet on that not being the case in the tournament championship there. Well, good for you, man. I'm happy that you were able to take in some conference tournament basketball. I love it. I I, I dig it. March Madness, the opening weekend for me, is we always do the what is the what is the best week or your favorite weekend in sports. The opening weekend of March Madness 
hands down, my favorite. Love every part about it. Love the rejoin from break music. Love Cinderella taking down Goliath. Love Goliath finding a way to escape in advance. So great. And conference tournament week is, it's not March Madness level for me, but it's building up toward March Madness. You get a little taste of it before March Madness actually starts with the conference tourneys. And again, for some of these teams, man, it is March Madness, right? You're trying to punch your ticket into the dance. We are due another break right here. We've got Calvin Ridley to talk about this morning. I mean, my goodness, suspended for the 2022 season. The Atlanta Falcons wide receiver for betting on games. And I found out just like you did yesterday, fifth player ever to be suspended for betting on games. Which is surprising, yeah. We've got a... Full hands full now of Pete Rose's in the National Football League. Everybody's betting on the NFL. I think, I, I think to me, a little too harsh on Ridley, but hey, the rules be the rules, man. So we're doing a break. True Sooner, if you're right there, hang on, get right to you out of this TO. Wanted to kick it around with Connor a little bit and get rolling here, but we've got. Calvin Ridley we can talk about this morning. Of course, there's a spring game set for Oklahoma. We'll be diving into plenty of that. Favorite Baker Mayfield memories. What is your favorite Baker Mayfield memory at Oklahoma? So nothing with the Cleveland Browns. Want to know your favorite OU memories with Baker? Send us your submissions on the Air Comfort Solutions text line 405-651-3439 as, of course, the Heisman Trophy. It's getting unveiled. April 23rd, after the spring game for Oklahoma. Josh and Connor, time out, and we're back right here. Hour number one of the Plank Show. Back with you. Hour number one, it's the Plank Show. Josh Helmer, Connor Pasby with you. So, with the announcement, in case you missed it, yesterday, the Oklahoma spring game, we've we've got a date set. April 23rd, 3 o'clock, the OU spring game for 2022 of course Sooners getting underway with practice two weeks from today March 22nd and then the spring game on the 23rd three o'clock kick there and I thought this was interesting immediately following the game so I'm curious how it's going to look unveiling Baker Mayfield's Heisman Park statue that'll be interesting and True. One quick text, and we'll we'll take your phone call here. I, I asked the question: What's your favorite Baker Mayfield memory? So keep those submissions coming on the Air Comfort Solutions text line four zero five six five one three four three nine. The Tennessee game, and also I'll admit I was in my thirties and shed a tear when Baker walked off the Rose Bowl field for the final time as a Sooner. That team deserved a defense with a pulse. You are not kidding. The way that first half of the Rose Bowl was going, Connor, I I thought this was finally the moment. Big game, OU, oh my goodness, they're finally going to win one of these things. I mean, OU's just marching right up and down the field on Georgia. And then, of course, I won't say I won't say the forbidden two words squib kick. 
on this radio program this morning. You couldn't draw up a better first half for OU. Again, great first half, minus one squib kick for Oklahoma, and then, of course, it all unravels and they lose in double overtime. Tennessee game would rank high for me in Baker Mayfield moments. I think probably the Ohio State win for me, but there's so many, and obviously just want to hear from all of you this morning. All right, True Sooner has been patient. Appreciate you hanging on, True. Law offices of Rod Polston, Oklahoma Tax Resolution Line, 405-329-9000. What is up, True? Good morning. I was going to say, uh, the uh, chattanooga Furman game was the one for me last night. I don't know if you caught that one or not. Uh, chattanooga Furman? Yeah, yeah, it was the uh, three-pointer that the fir- uh, that the Chattanooga guy hit at the last second of the game. I don't know if you caught that or not. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I wasn't watching yeah. live. I was actually but... watching that live. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Um, my favorite moment, I mean, the, the Tennessee one is probably it. The Ohio State one, that comes to mind. The TCU Big 12 Championship, people forget how well he played in that game. Uh, first time oh, you've been, uh, that first year they, they reinstated the Big 12 Championship. Uh, that was a good one, too. Yeah, uh, I'd like to see the, the flag plant also, but OU's not going to go that aggressive. Um, it's going to be the kind of the Heisman pose, I think, where he's kind of stiff arming. I think that's probably going to be be the one they use. I would guess versus um, an Oklahoma State player. Yeah, 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 so, probably so. But man, the reception around here and and like i said i'm curious how this is going to work so for season ticket holders tickets to the spring game already on sale and then let me see if i have my dates correct the night night. yeah it's tomorrow right yeah for for everybody else to to buy tickets so right the unveiling of the statue is going to happen immediately following the game so i wonder if they're just going to have that on the big board inside the stadium, right? I mean, I would imagine. You yeah, you're not going to put 30,000 You, 30, you can't have 40,000 people, 40, people crowded no. around Heisman Park. Yeah, I wouldn't say. And there may be more than that even. There may be 50 or 60. i got a ton. This, if it's a pretty day, there could be a lot of people there, especially with the combination of the two. Uh, Excitement know. for Brent Venables and Baker Mayfield, yeah, being back. Yeah. Well, it could be. Could, I was going to tell you, I uh, – <laughs> You know, I, I like, you know, the, the OU softball. I, I like the uh, broadcast, especially, you know, obviously with Chris Doon is awesome. And, and when he's doing the game, uh, you know, on Bally's, when they, when they use his simulcast, use his, his – his. but, man, I, and I like having the women in the booth. I do. I think that's awesome. It gives such a – it just gives such a, a uh, you know, look at it and, and a look into it that you don't get. Um, you know, with you know, with a lot of people, just it gives you a play player's perspective. Aaron Miller knows ha- what a batter's thinking, but having three in there might be a little bit uh, <laughs> crowded. I heard yeah, I, I heard him struggling a little bit to go. Uh, it's it's a it's it's a ball. I'm trying to get his word in edgewise. Yeah, so three I, might be. Three I, I can speak tough. to this just from even. Even just from doing a radio show, right? You know the the difference between two versus three can sometimes 
It can take a minute to really develop the the chemistry and ability to bounce off of one another and not kind of trample on each other's broadcasting well, point. Well, Chris is a talkative guy anyway, you know, and and so he has, you know, he he's a talkative guy, and he's in, and he, and you like he's not just an announcer. I mean, he's a personality, so you, it's almost like you got four people in there. I mean, but, right? Yeah, there's but, Chris is two and one. That's a fair yeah. fair point. <laughs> but it's awesome, though. I'm glad they is that. I, I guess that's why did they not have that earlier? Was it because the away games they don't do that? Is that or is that something like something to do with it, or is that just yeah, it's well. In a lot of these tournaments, remember the have their own deal. Well, the host site has the broadcasting rights, right? And then Flow Softball maybe swings in gotcha. and kind of makes a deal to the to the host school or whatever. So Oklahoma hasn't had really the capability up until this home opener to have its own its own broadcasting team, right, on Sooner Sports TV or Bally Sports. So, and I would just say gotcha. this in regards to the three-person booth for softball. Basically, what I'm telling you, true is, and for anybody out there, give it a chance. Be patient with it because right, it right. doesn't magically happen in a broadcasting booth overnight. And, and they'll get it right. figured out. Trust me, they'll they'll figure it out. I was going to tell you, I'm convinced that all those it's going to have to be a bottom of the seventh, bases loaded. Uh, Tied game with her at the plate for them to pitch to her. Yeah, right? probably so. I mean, I mean, it, I mean because they're not. Gonna, that's the only time they're not going to walk her, right? I know. I mean, it's it's, it's, it's so ama- frustrating. It's amazing. It's amazing to me that I mean, her getting on base yesterday hurt Minnesota. I mean, she scored. I don't know how many runs she scored. It was a tie ball game, and they walked her, and she scored one, either the second or the third. You know, run. I mean, these teams would rather put themselves in a bind. They don't care if Jana Johns hits a home run with 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 two people on base, but they don't want her hitting a single homer. It's just it's it's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, I know. Everybody's so deathly afraid, I guess, of being the pitcher that gave up the home run to Jocelyn Allo. Which, I mean, you tell me, is it? <laughs> Are, are you really going down in infamy if you're the pitcher that gives up the home who run is, to Jocelyn Allo? You're gonna you're gonna who, make, who, you're, who, you're gonna make history too with Allo. Who was the pitcher of the team that that gave up Chamberlain's? I don't even know. I'd have to go back, and I'm sure people do See? know off the top of their head. Yeah, but 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 the average person doesn't know and doesn't care. No, it's it's it ridiculous. Hey, true, I got to run, man. You, right, man. See you, man. Appreciate the phone call. Good points. We could keep the phone calls coming from you. We're do a break, and then we'll wrap up our number one, which, again, is brought to us by Van Hoos Fence, vhfence.com. Josh and Connor right here. It's the Plank Show on the ref. Closing up our number one, Josh Elmer, Connor Pasby. It's the Plank Show. Happy you are hanging out with us right here on the program and on the Ref Sports Radio Network on this Tuesday. Hour number one brought to us by Van Hoos Fence, vhfence.com, their number. Give them a call, 405-735-1167, and let the crew over there get your fencing needs taken care of through the premier fence company in Oklahoma. Let's just hit a couple of Air Comfort Solutions text line messages before we hit the top of the hour 
Let's see. You can just scroll to the very bottom there, Connor. Spring football game at three conflicts with Big 12 softball game against Iowa State at two. Has anyone noticed? Yeah, uh, I'm sure that they have noticed, and we'll see. I mean, I, I don't know if softball is going to want to be flexible, but you'd think that they they don't want that overlap, so hopefully, hopefully they can switch things around a little bit. Maybe coach needs to make Jocelyn Allo leadoff batter and line all the home run hitters behind her. Maybe they'll pitch to her. Who wants to walk the leadoff batter? Well, apparently everybody wants to walk the leadoff batter. They want to walk the second batter. They want to walk the cleanup hitter. Everybody's afraid to pitch to Jocelyn. It's ridiculous. Even if there's runners on base, too, you're still walking Allo. Everybody's so terrified of perhaps being the pitcher that gave up the NCAA career home run record because nobody's going to even remember that 10, 12 years from now, but everybody's so terrified of being that pitcher that gave up the home run. It's absurd. Hopefully, Jossie can have somebody pitch to her in her native state. Hey, that's it for hour number one. Hour number two. We've got spring game. The date is set. Let's talk about it next. More of your submissions. Favorite Baker Mayfield moment while at Oklahoma. And then thoughts on the spring game. Josh and Connor back with you. It's the Plank Show on the Ref Sports Radio Network.